Looking for a new podcast? Check out the Infectious Groove podcast. My name is Russ, and I host the show along with Michelle and Kyle. Every Monday, the three of us bring you music news and tell you our jammy jam, so you'll always have new music to check out. The Infectious Groove podcast discusses music from nearly every decade and genre while openly displaying our passion for music you need to hear. On top of that, we have a thought-provoking main topic of discussion every week to get you thinking, discussing, and sharing music. We also include interviews with the music stars of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms. Subscribe and listen to the Infectious Groove podcast on your favorite podcast platform today. Welcome to another episode of My Drunk Movie Theater. I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. And, uh, well, I feel like I'm just living in fucking Groundhog Day because after last week's episode, uh, which, by the way, thank you guys, everybody that's tuned in. That's actually been like our highest listened to episode in quite some time um, since pre-pandemic, actually. So... Glad to know that you guys love to hear when we just have really, really <laughs> shitty customer stories. Um, so I have a follow-up that's, uh, I'm going to call it a sequel, but it's a much lesser sequel. It's kind of like, uh, oh, let's see. I'm trying to think of great movies that had really not good se- Like Pacific Rim with Pacific Rim Uprising. This is the much lesser sequel. So... Saturday, I am working, and I'm texting you guys. We have this woman walk in, and uh, who was dealing with her? Was it 2.0 or was it Joey? Anyway, it's irrelevant. So she comes up, and she's not wearing a mask. Doesn't even have one in her hand. Got her ticket. So I walk up, and I go, ma'am, do you do you have a mask? And she goes, well, no, I have a medical exemption. I go, here we go again. <laughs> I Deja vu. Yeah, like I said, I'm living this nightmare just over and over again. So this one, she goes, well, I have a medical exemption. I go, I understand. But out here in the lobby, we do require everybody to wear a mask. And yeah. Cool. We don't recognize that in this building. Sorry. Yeah. Like, do you have one or a face shield? Like, you know, I'm, I'm looking for every reasonable accommodation that I can offer, you know, like the ADA says. Yep. So, and she goes, no. And then I said, okay, let me, let me see what we can do then because um, you're trying to get your snacks and I'm trying to get you out of my lobby. Yep. Well, then her husband, boyfriend, old geezer, fuck buddy, I don't know what, uh, he walks up and he's got, his, he's got his little Trump hat on and he's putting his mask on and I ask, you know, do you have, do you have a spare mask for her? And he goes, well, no, she's got, she's got a breathing problem. She doesn't need it or she doesn't have to have a mask. And I go, if you have a breathing problem, you shouldn't be leaving your house, bud. And I said, sir, yeah, just, just had to get that out there. Continue. Our corporate policy requires that everybody wear a mask out here in the lobby or in the hallways. And he goes, he goes, so if she has a, a, a respiratory attack or a, a heart attack and dies, I can sue you for lots of money. And I just looked at him and I go, if that's your prerogative, you sure. Try. Yeah. I'd like to see how it goes, but okay. And he goes, well, I'm a lawyer and this, that, and I'm going, oh, Great this mm, turns out he is actually a lawyer i'll get to that in a minute 
okay, whatever, dude, I'm just telling you what the corporate policy is and mm -hmm. I'm enforcing it. The end. She goes, so you're going to deny me service for my, my, I go, I'm not denying you service. I'm trying to come up with a solution that gets everybody what they want. For me, it's you all to get the hell out of my lobby. <laughs> for you, it's to get the hell out of my lobby either yeah. way. Anyway, so I, he goes, well, the mandate says, that I go, I know what the mandate says, but our corporate policy goes one step further and just says everybody, period, without, there is no mask exemption with our corporate building. And he goes, which has been proven time and again, that we are within our rights to do that. Right. And he goes, well, have you even read the, read the mandate? And I started, you know, trying to respond. He goes, have you even read the mandate? And I go, yes, actually I have. And at this point, I've had enough conversations about the ADA and anything else that I need to do. I'm almost a damn legal expert at it. I, I said, yes, I've read the mandate and I've also read our corporate policy. Our corporate policy is going to override that mandate because the mandate only requires us to take it so far. Corporate policy wants us to go further. So we're going further. And he goes, well, do you have any spare masks for her to wear? You know what? Let me see if I can find some because it's actually not our responsibility to provide no, that for you. It's not. So. Also, we goes, have gone through two cases of masks because of people like this that just refuse to go get one because they want to just keep trying their luck. Mm-hmm. So, no, we don't. So I have to send 2.0 upstairs to the church to steal an open box of masks that they had. He brings it down. And of course, this woman goes, well, how am I supposed to eat my mask with my, or eat my, my snacks with my mask on? And I just looked at her and I'm going, oh, like the, my answer was the right answer, which is you can take the mask off once you get to your seat because you'll be socially distanced in there. What I really wanted to say was, I don't give a shit. You can put it on like a fucking feedback. All I care. Right. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> like, you know the answer. Quit asking stupid questions. So, got going with that. Now, like I said, this old man's like trying, just trying to intimidate me with this lawyer shit. And I'm going, yep. I just looked at him and I said, dude. He thinks he can bully you into giving him what he wants. Yeah. And I just finally said, sir, it's a corporate policy. I am actually now well within my rights to call the police in because you're now trespassing because you won't follow the corporate policy. The end. That yeah. is actually what will happen. And I said, and it I can assure you. Before. I did. I looked at him and said, I can assure you it will happen if this continues. She goes, well, it's not even a law. I said, no, but if you can't follow a corporate policy, it's now trespassing. Things I <laughs> learned in the last as, week. As I said before, and as I've said before all this, People seem to think that a business is a public place. It is uh, not a public place. A public place is only qualifies as something that's like government owned and open to the public as if, as in parks, stuff like government buildings, stuff yeah. like that. A business that is privately owned is considered private property. It's just the public is invited into the business to conduct business so long as you follow our policies. Right. As soon as you stop following our policies, we are within our right to ask you to leave. Once we have asked you to leave, you are trespassing. And therefore, if the police are called, you will be forced off the premises. Exactly. End so. of story. So don't sit there and try to cry. 
this is public property public property i'm allowed to be here no you're allowed to be here so long as we allow you to be here exactly period end of story yep. you want to argue our policy okay bye yeah so long story short she winds up with the fucking mask on <laughs> huh like it was so difficult and guess what she didn't die at least as far as I know, like I had came in the next day and didn't hear an update saying, yeah, she collapsed in the theater because she put her mask back on while she was trying to eat. And again, know. if you have such a re intense respiratory condition that you cannot breathe in a mask, you should not be leaving your house because guess what? It could be even harder to breathe with COVID. Yeah. I'm sure you would choose the mask over the ventilator given the option. Yeah. Just saying. So anyway, uh, yeah, but to add to this, so remember I mentioned he's a, he is actually a lawyer and here's how I found this out. After this incident has transpired, one of our fellow managers who was working with me that night comes over to me and he goes, what the hell was he bitching about? And I told him what was going on. He goes, yeah, oh, John the lawyer. And I just stopped and I looked at him and I go, John what? the lawyer, he has a nickname. Here's the thing. When I hear names like John the Lawyer, that takes me back to my security days where we actually had John the Baptist, who was a homeless drunk guy who kept coming and trying to preach at us. So, like, you know, we, we had nicknames for these people that we had to deal with on a regular basis. So John the Lawyer, I immediately go, what? Tell me more. I need more, need input. So. Tell me more now. Yeah. So apparently, according to this other manager, John the Lawyer goes to breakfast at one of our local grocery stores every single day with another group of old men. And that group includes said manager's daddy, to which I said, oh, that sucks. And he goes, yeah, honestly, the rest of the friend group can't fucking stand him either. And I went, huh, what a, what a, why? I, he goes, I'm yeah, so shocked. Now, apparently every time he does not get his way with something, he immediately threatens, like, I'm a lawyer, this, that, and the other, and just tries to bully people. He's exactly the type of person that needs to not be a lawyer and be disbarred immediately. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. You're a lawyer. Feel the need to argue. Trust me, I wanted to be an attorney because I feel the need to argue. I'm not an attorney, and I probably should not be for that very reason. So, anyway, so that is the lesser sequel to what happened last week. But still funny, just because I'm going, really? Like, I'll hit an old man. I don't care. And like, if you want to sit there and give me all this, this shit about, well, I, you know, I've got a medical exemption. I'm like, you know what? My granddad's in the hospital with, with mm -hmm. a punctured lung. You know, if anybody's got a medical exemption at this point, it's him. And, uh, well, he ain't fucking going anywhere anyway. So. Dude, I, I thank God every day that my mom didn't live to see this. Mm -hmm. A, she had enough respiratory issues as it was. Yeah, She had asthma her entire life that turned into COPD as she got older. And even still, beyond that, she had like, where do you think I got my anxiety from? Right. I got it from my mama. Her anxiety was worse than mine. Yeah. So and she would have been an absolute wreck this entire year. Yeah. If she was still alive to see this. Right. I probably would not be working. I would literally be holed up in my house, avoiding everything. Yeah. And I, I get, I get it. So. Um, or have, or moved out someplace, found someplace else to live yeah. to avoid making her sick. Right. Um, 
Yeah, and, and I, I want to go back because you were talking about, you know, public property versus private property and, and whose, whose rules kind of supersede and jurisdiction and all that. Some, I know there are some people that are going to listen to this and they're going to go, but wait, guys, what about these bakeries that, you know, want to deny service to people because of their sexual orientation and all that? Aren't they well within their rights? Just no. be, here's the thing. I'm going to say no. I'm not, I'm not saying we can make any policy we want. Right. Nor should we. The thing is, what I'm we can't discriminate. Say, right. I am not with at all with discriminatory policies, be that, you know, you want to deny somebody making them a cake because they're gay because it goes against your religion. I think that's just stupid. And you're just using you're weaponizing religion for your your own bigotry. Not OK. This is different. This is the middle of a public health crisis. This is the policy that is in place to protect people. This is, this is not about discriminating against people with breathing issues. This is no. about protecting ourselves and our customers. Exactly. If you cannot or will not wear a mask, you don't have to go to a movie. As much as we're begging people to come to movies and help us you know, keep our industry afloat, if you cannot or will not wear a mask to protect yourself and everyone around you, do not go to a movie. You need to be staying home. Yeah. Carried in the story. Yeah. Because nothing about a movie theater is essential. Right. If you are, have that bad of breathing issues or health issues, you don't need to be going anywhere that's not essential. Yeah. You need to be staying home. Get your groceries delivered find things to watch on tv find books to read trust me do whatever you got to do uh yeah but no that's that's where i stand on that when yeah. when the policy is about public health i'm all for it when it is yeah. about discriminating against others because of their race creed orientation all that not okay not at all okay and whether or not the supreme court says yay or nay on that that's up yeah. to them but i can tell you personally not okay uh, not that I'd want to shop at those places anyway, but even yeah. still, it shouldn't be allowed to do that. So. Yeah, the, the policy cannot go against law and it cannot discriminate against people. Right. It's going, if it's something like this, that it's, you know, for the, for the benefit of everyone's health, it's not considered discriminatory. Right. right. So, and if you come in wearing something with some kind of hate speech on it, like you're wearing a giant swastika, just get the fuck out because... Even, even the... Even the ADA has that written into it. Yeah. Is that yes, the businesses have to provide reasonable accommodation, but if the presence of that person with disabilities poses a risk to everyone else, they are not entitled to whatever service their service or goods they are trying to, to to buy, and they are allowed to be barred from the building. Yeah. So if, even before the pandemic, the ADA had this exception written into it. Right. But yeah, no, like I said, the only people I'm discriminating against are Nazis, period. If Indiana Jones or Captain America would punch him, you should probably punch him. So sure. the end. So that that off of our off of our pedestal, our our soapbox, so to speak, uh, the the wild weekend just got even more weird for us. Oh. I can see your eye roll. It was, it was not a fun weekend. It was not. It was not. At it was all. riddled with anxiety. So Saturday, before I came in, uh, you and I and basically our, our work group. Well, some of us bent up Friday, but yes. Yes. So 
found out that our boss had been exposed to COVID-19. Apparently his... his it, well, it started with Friday night. We found out that his roommate had been exposed to COVID-19 through another guy at work. And yes. everyone in the office had been tested. And we were awaiting results. Right. Saturday... I wasn't there Saturday, so I'll let you take over. Well, so Saturday we find out that the roommate in question was not getting a result fast enough. I'm sure they probably did one of the three, the more accurate. Yeah, he tests. found out. I think, I think I was told he, the roommate originally found out Thursday. Yeah. About the 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 coworker. Mm -hmm. And the whole. It had already been showing symptoms. It, yeah, his whole office had already been tested, but it wasn't a rapid test. And said roommate did not like how long it was taking. Right. So he managed to schedule a rapid test on Saturday and was going to get tested to try to get results a little faster. Right. So he did. Which it's important to note that among this, this in this house, is this roommate, our boss, and the third roommate is the gm of another building in our company right so we're sitting here going is this going to take down two of our biggest theaters in uh this metro area right <laughs> this could be bad yeah so um and not only that with me working my other job it would have yeah. so <clears throat> anyway so yes yeah, so we found out that the roommate tested positive on saturday mm -hmm. our boss is at work and he is now actually genuinely concerned district manager he, shows yeah, up he left immediately yeah district manager he found out sent him home so yeah. um oh i didn't know he was there i don't know if he was there or not but oh. i that's what i was told is that oh yeah, he said go home oh i was on the approach that you left on his own and then talked to him later but whatever yeah, maybe, either way maybe that is he found out happened. he yeah, found no. out his roommate tested positive he left right so i came in saturday night had to deal with with the old fucker over there with the the masks and said okay so what's next what happens if yeah. if our boss tests positive you know what's next for us well yeah. the worst happens sunday, sunday morning, rolls around. sunday morning we're trying to get you know i'm hanging around the house texting you guys waiting you know watching football and that's when we get the the notification our boss has tested positive yep because he, he went and got the rapid result he, so is, he is asymptomatic for anyone who's worried. Yes. Because he, he called all of us and he was like, I am, you know, I feel, I feel normal. I feel fine. Right. I think he told me the only symptom he had, quote unquote, that he'd told the, the testing place was that he, he'd had a headache, which I mean, that's, that's pretty generic. That could be, yeah. I mean, I, I get allergies this time of year. And when um, my sinuses get full, I sometimes get sinus headaches. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, yeah. Meh. Yeah, I woke like up. Like you a having a headache is not worrisome to me. Right. But he is asymptomatic, well, and luckily he only worked two days after exposure. Well, two and a half. Yeah. But only a half. But like again, as soon as he found out that he was confirmed exposed, he left. So. Um. That's that's thankful at least. Right. So we find out he's tested positive and say, okay, what do we need to do next? uh we we honestly don't know we don't know what to do so yeah. we do the only thing we do know to do instead of waiting for direction we go screw it where'd you go yeah how did it work you know how how quick can you get a test result yeah. 
So we all packed up on Monday after I got off work and bolted for this place. Like literally, I was booking it pretty quick, trying to get there by two yeah. for our appointment. The way it was, the way it worked, it was an urgent care place. So yeah. you had to set up a phone, a time for them to call you. You had to fill out all your info online, and they would call right. you and set up a time for you to come in because they, you know, they're screening. They don't want people to just walk up and be like, well, I haven't been exposed. I don't have symptoms, but I want to know. So, but it's their system is eh, because we set a time based off yeah. of your work right i get a phone call like almost two hours before my scheduled time while you were still at work and they're just right. like yeah can you come in at this time and i'm like yeah there's three of us coming i'm like okay what's the names okay we'll see you too and i'm like uh, okay it's a 45 minute drive and he's supposed to be off at once so theoretically right which i'm now running late because i'm delayed at, at this other job because i have like the last the last customer of every shift i have seems to be like the biggest pain in the ass <laughs> it's not their fault it's just there's always some kind of paperwork or something yeah. new to come up anyway so yeah so like i got off work just in time and we yeah, i finally get off work just in time to pull out my phone and see I've got 35 mixed, missed text messages between you and the other individual in our party. <laughs> and I start scrolling through it and I go, shit, 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 shit. Okay, text back. I'm off. I'm on my way. Like, where are we? Like, trying to figure was, out where we're meeting. I was to the point where we were texting. I was like, I really hope he gets off in time for us to make it up there on time. Because in my head, they have us booked in like very small windows and there's going to be so many people and they're going right. to, if we're late, they're going to be like, sorry, we can't do it today. Reschedule. And I'm like freaking out. No. Again, anxiety. It's no, no fun. You're, you're telling me I'm the one who's got to drive through it. So <laughs> anyway, so I book it home, meet you guys there at the house, get you in my truck and we take off for, for this place. We get there like two minutes to two, which is when our appointment is. Mm -hmm. We wind up waiting another 45 minutes because that is so not how people. this works. Like a good doctor. So many people. Yeah. It is packed. Like it's in a little shopping center. It's it or strip mall. It is packed. And so like we find a spot, I back into it and we just, we wait. Yeah. Like there's people coming in and out, like, you know, in, uh, they got their masks on, gloves on. They've got like, um, yeah, because they come to your car to yeah. test you. So they have to check you in and then test you and then come back with your results. So they're going, there's, I think, about three of them, I noticed. Yeah. That are going back and forth, back and forth. Right. While we're sitting there like, please notice us. Please come check us in. Right. So, yeah. So it's there's just. the assholes out of their car and going up and bugging them. Like, it's it, they'll get to you. Wait your turn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, like, then pure chaos reigns because then they. After they go up and talk to them, well, they wind up getting getting to pull their vehicles up closer to the building, and I'm just going, sit the fuck still, you know? <laughs> they so, probably have a system, and they're going down the rows, and you just keep moving around and causing chaos. Right. Making life anyway, harder for the rest of us. So we get in, we stay put. Finally, after 45 minutes, they come out, check us in, and then they slap a big, like, laminated piece of paper with the number two onto the windshield of my car mm. underneath barely putting the corner underneath the windshield or the the wiper and the entire time it is now an anxiety attack just waiting to happen because we can't tell if the wind is going to yeah. take this thing off the windshield or not please stay there please stay there right so they finally come out and they test us and i i'm gonna freely admit 
I don't do well with things up my nose. So our third person was in the back seat yeah. while I was in the front seat. And we there was two, people two ladies that came up to test us. So you and I ended up getting tested pretty much the same time. Right. And our poor friend is in the back seat having to wait her turn. Yeah. So I turn to the window and I start getting my test and I just hear this like <laughs> coming from inside me and I'm like, I got my eyes closed and my head, my, you know, my face all screwed up just trying to stay still. And I'm like, what the f- is happening over there? I, again, <laughs> I can't, anytime I have gone to the doctor during flu season and gotten a flu test, it is the same way. It is bad. Like, I, and I freely admit it. <laughs> I am super sensitive when you shove things up my nose. Like, my sinuses are that, like, tingly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she goes, so it's really funny, though, because right before we started the test, she goes, can you put your, your mask on and yeah. just cover up your mouth? And I go, oh, yeah, sure. Like, no, I, I totally get it. Wasn't even thinking about it, you know? Because yeah, we're like, you're about you to shove something on. up my nose. Why do you need my mask on? Right. Then, yeah, that was the whole thing. And then you showed us why. Yeah, so put the mask on up over my mouth. And she goes, you ready? And I go, nope, but let's do it. Well, so here's the thing. When they do these tests, these rapid result tests anyway, they have to stick it up your nose for 15 seconds mm-hmm. on each nostril. It's not the one that goes like completely into your sinus cavity, right. but it goes right to the edge of it. Like, yeah, it's bad at that. Like, remember when you were a little kid picking your nose and there was just that spot, you know, you, you could only put your finger in so far? They go beyond that. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Into, they, like, that section yeah, between I'm, your, that, that, that small little hole that connects your, your sinuses to your nasal cavity. Right. They go there. <laughs> and it's not comfortable because yeah. your, your brain's pretty much going, what's going on? Nothing's supposed to be there. Nothing's supposed to be there. Right. No, I was... I don't know I, how to react to this. I was straight up just, like, as soon as she puts it in, it's just immediate, like, <laughs> God, fuck, shit, ass, damn it. Meanwhile, I'm just sitting there like, get it over with, get it over with, yeah. get it over with. Yeah, so we get that first one done, and it's like, you ready for the next one? Fuck no, just do it. <laughs> See, the lady doing mine didn't even ask me. She just went straight for the second nostril, and I was just like, all right, here we go. Yeah, yeah, and like like I said, I acknowledge, I, I don't do well with that. If you give me the option to do that <laughs> or get tased, I'll take tased every time. Period. I can't. I can't deal with stuff in my nose. I don't. I don't. I don't like stuff with my nose or my eyes. Like anything around that sinus area, just not a good time. <laughs> anyway, I felt so bad because our third party in the back seat is watching. And to watch this like, all happen and wait for her turn. Yeah, and it's like, oh my god. <laughs> so like, as soon as we're done, she goes, "You're or like the the." I'm scared girl, now. <laughs> yeah, the girl doing the testing is like, "You're okay," and I, like, I know I'm okay. Just fuck. I can't. I can't deal with that. Like and they were straight up calling you out too because when, oh, when our yeah. friend was like freaking out she was like just ignore him and points to me like she took it like a champ no big deal like you can yeah. do this yeah and i no uh, oh, no so so then like you and me are up front <laughs> we're actually cheering her on from the front seat so we got our test done but she you took were, it well she took a small like 10 15 second break between nostrils but she she didn't really react yeah, not like I couldn't that. see her, so I couldn't tell if she was like making faces, but Oh, she was. She was. Uh, was I didn't hear anything. Yeah, no, it's not like me. I'm not she she wasn't a sputtering engine. Um anyway, to the point where like 
we're waiting for our results and you text your dad what was going on mm -hmm. and he immediately as soon as you told him what about me you go <laughs> I say, he responded I go what do you say pansy just tell <laughs> just tell him he's right like I'm not gonna argue it at this point <laughs> I, I'm not sure I've ever heard my dad call someone a pansy no it's honest. fine it's fine. Like I, I'll at least I'll not really not in like an actual manner. Like maybe as an offhand, uh -huh, pansies, blah blah blah. But like I, I don't think I've ever actually heard him call anyone that. Yeah, I, I have <laughs> done some things over the years to where I've really hurt myself. I've cracked ribs. I, I get tattoos constantly. Like things where I'm in pain for extended amounts of time. Yeah, I can do all that. As soon as you stick something up my nose, I'm done. I'm you done. Can't handle a cotton swab up your nose. I can't. I can't. And it's it's not a pain thing. It's just that's how sensitive my sinuses are. I can't help it. Anyway, <laughs> the good news is, is we got our results back after about 15, 20 minutes. I have never been so happy to see that I failed a test. So, right. or passed a test? Anyway, we tested negative. We don't, yeah. we don't have COVID. She, she came up to the window and was like, all right, negative, negative, negative. Yeah, and then, yeah, I'm sitting there handing them out to you guys like, okay, here you go, here you go. Okay, here's mine. And then I look at it, and this is the best part. I look at it. One of the things on there when they fill it out, one of the questions is, handled well. Yeah. Mine said <laughs> yes, and I just looked at her and go, you're fucking lying. <laughs> she about lost it. I'm sure we were there. Was like, yeah. She was cracking up as she walked away, and I'm like, well, I'm glad we at least made her day a little brighter. Because oh, yeah. I'm sure that we were talking before they even came out. We're like, that's a shitty job. Yeah, I'm gonna test. I mean, it's already because you know people don't like it, but yeah. knowing that you're exposing yourself to people that think that there's a possibility they're positive, like that's that just sucks. Yeah, the fact well, that we made them laugh a little bit, yeah. I was like, at least there's that. They got to deliver some good news. They got to laugh. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, because can you imagine had they given us positives? Like, I feel like everybody in the truck would have started crying. Like, fuck. <laughs> There's no one left around the building. There's like yeah. four people. But here's here's There's like two managers, one of which is not in town all the time, and like two frontliners, and that's all we got left. Right, three frontliners. Yeah. So so that's here's not enough. Here's what's really funny though is like so. I'm we, pretty sure if we would have come back positive, the other two managers probably would have come back positive because they worked with them oh, just yeah. as much as we did. Yeah. Uh, but no, here's, here was what was, what I really enjoyed. And, and like, I told you guys, I'm so glad we all did that together because that would have been just a suck show had we gone separately. Yeah. Cause that whole 45 minutes or so we were waiting. I yeah. mean, it's stressful, but we were cracking jokes. We were talking. Well, we, my favorite thing about that is that we were sitting there, each other basically. Yeah. We were, well, my favorite thing is that we were watching people as they left after they got tested and we're trying to read faces. <laughs> and yeah. So we're trying to decide if they they got they tested positive or negative based right. on their facial expression right because like we're sitting there like as soon as we test positive we're like cheering and like clapping as we're pulling out of the the parking lot <laughs> uh other people are just very stoic and i'm sitting there yeah, they were just like driving away and i'm like i can't even tell like are you yeah are you straight face because you tested positive and you're upset or are you just that's just your face it's like yeah like so i don't know i like me personally i would have just said no yeah, no, there would have been a verbal reaction had had we tested positive, and there was a verbal reaction because we tested negative. Like, it all works out. There would have been no no yay or nay, or like, hmm, I wonder what he's thinking. You know, it, it, oh, fuck. The only one I really wanted to know was the chick in the car next to us, and that's mostly because she, A, kept staring at us the whole time. Like, I'm 
what do you want from us? And yeah. B, but going back to uh, our little laminated number that was on the windshield, it did fly off at one point, and you had to get out of the car and go around to the other side of her car to get it. Right. Prior time, we were like, she's just like watching him, like giving him this like stank face. Like, it's not like we threw it away, like the wind took yeah, it. It flew off. Like, that was the whole you show. You went to get it. You had your mask on. Yeah. They had their windows up. Like, what? We're what do you want from us? Yeah, I'm just waiting for the test result. Like, I'm just gonna go grab this. I was like, thing. no, I want to know. So, because I, I kind of hope you're positive now. For yeah, no kidding. Being such a bitch for no reason. Right. I don't know if she was upset because we were chatting and obviously not upset or what, but probably she might have been mad because of that, or because she was right behind me when we pulled in and I, I had to back in and I had to have have our third party double check since I was in the truck mm -hmm. uh, and I'm not used to backing into spots in that thing just yet, so. Could have been that. I'm like, oh, get the fuck over yourself. Anyway, so yeah, that's our that's our adventures in 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 the time of. And then corona. we went and had tacos. We did stuff and have tacos. We went. So hold on, for you Kansas City listeners, we're up in the Northland. We stopped at this place called In a Tub. All right, and so we went there. This is like it looks like a grease pit on the outside. Like it looks like it's like yeah. the the inside of an old Hardee's or old, like an old fast food place or an old pizza place yeah well we go in and it's because third party is sitting in the back seat going oh yeah no in a tub's actually pretty good like you know if you want to check really it out good. we should <laughs> okay well we can go check it out so we went and checked it out uh you got what like three tacos yeah i got a taco and then tacos. they're there it's called the burrito um and i had mine covered in like chili and cheese and it was actually, for being a grease pit, what, I say a grease pit, grease pits are always going to be good. Yeah. Like, this was good. Yeah. Um, you know. Third, like, third party friend got uh, the messiest tostada I've ever seen in my life. Yes. I don't, I don't know how you're supposed to eat that. Carefully. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we went in there, got that, and, uh, and had ourselves a little celebratory lunch. That's true. So here's what I they learned. Even had, they even had Mexican Coca-Cola. They did in the glass bottles. Hell yeah. So speaking of that though, so here's what I learned. It's not unusual for me to go to places where they have like deep fried tacos. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what in a tub has. They have the deep fried tacos. Okay. What I learned is that's actually a Kansas City staple. Oh, I yeah, I didn't either. Like, I was like, okay. I don't really go to north of the river for really much. Well, so, so like, I've been- And I don't think I've ever seen one down here. Yeah, no. So, uh, no, deep fried tacos, like, you can get them. I think even 54th Street had them at one point. But, like, that actually originated in Kansas City. So, like, places like uh, Manny's and there's a couple other Mexican places on, like, Southwest mm -hmm. Boulevard where they do deep fried tacos. What they also do, and this this is the real origin. So the in and tub taco, we were laughing because like third party was telling us about how it's different, and all she said was that uh, it had powdered cheese on it. Like, and I'm sitting there going, like mac and cheese, like the mac and cheese, right? Like, like, that's that's my only point of reference for powdered cheese. Yeah, and it sounds weird. When, I come you, to find out that like an actual like Kansas City style taco actually has grated parmesan on it like the the powdery parmesan that's where it originated from because that was the only cheese that they had at the time i didn't know I kansas city style taco was a thing <laughs> i didn't either i didn't either well you know la originated like the korean barbecue taco so kansas city's got to have something too so yeah uh but yeah i, I mean, found that out like i was like 
cheese powder on tacos? And like, that's what pulled up, like a whole bunch of local like news sites talking about in a tub or Manny's or wherever, all these Mexican places in the area. And that's, that's, yeah. So I learned yeah, I, no idea. I didn't either. So that's, that's what I learned after Monday after having in a tub tacos. So anyway, okay. all right, well, we're going to take a quick break when we come back. Uh, we got to talk about another movie, moving dates. We've got, uh, yeah, we got some stuff to talk about. So stick around. Hello there. Do you like real-life historical tales? If so, have I got the perfect podcast for you. My name is Alice, and I host the Backtracker History Show. Based in the UK, this self-confessed geek takes you for a stroll down memory lane and shares stories and interesting nuggets of information that has been discovered along the way. From tales of tragedy and sadness to epic stories of human courage or creativity. There are many people in history who have made their mark, however small. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. And remember to leave a rating or review if you can. If you want to find out more, you can get in touch with me via Twitter or Facebook using at Backtracker UK with a capital V, capital T and a capital UK. But until then, take care guys. And look after each other. All right, welcome back. So, I uh, I teased it as we were heading in. I'm sure everybody knows by now. Black Widow is moving out of 2020 and going to 2021. It's now moved to May 7th. Not shocked. Um, I think. At I least think it's not I, Disney Plus. It's not. We still don't know what's going to happen with Soul yet. That is, as of right now, staying in place. So it should open, as of right now, should open over Thanksgiving weekend. Okay. It's Disney's not going to cannibalize themselves the either way. They're probably more willing to gamble with the lesser known property than. A Marvel movie. Yeah. So especially Black Widow, the people have been calling for and waiting for since pretty much the beginning of the MCU. Right. And I they're not they're not willing to piss people off. No. And I know that there's quite a few people out there that are going, just just release them already. Just get it out there. I'm like, no, no. Like we want to see that the way it was supposed to be seen. Like we I feel like we harp on that every single week, but it's still true. And it's not just because we work in the theater industry. It's like, we want that experience. Um, But this shift actually has to, because it's Marvel and Marvel's already got several other projects lined up and is shifting release dates across the board. Uh, So not only did Black Widow move to May, 2021, the Eternals went ahead and shifted to November of next year as well. Um, and then Shang Chin or Shang Chi, Shang Chi, Shang Chi, and the Ten Rings is still stuck in the middle in its July release date. So it moves everything around. That also means that yeah. Disney's going to be shuffling around other titles. Uh, yeah. yeah. So as we, that's just November, and then the MCU stuff. December was supposed to mark when Steven Spielberg's remake of West Side Story comes out. 
that has now been pushed back to December of 2021 as well. I'm sure because it's supposed to be an Oscar contender, that's where they want it. It'll be a good holiday movie. I get it. I would prefer to go ahead and keep it here, but you make the decisions you have to make. Um, In the meantime, that also means that Death on the Nile, which is supposed to come out on October 23rd, is now being pushed back to December 18th. So it should hold there for a while. I'm not happy about it because that means we now officially have no real big releases until late November. Yep. And that's going to be No Time to Die. We've also got the Crude sequel, which will do fine on its own, I'm sure. Nobody really... I, I, don't, I don't remember hearing anything about the first one. We're not seeing a whole lot of families right now. We see some. Mm-hmm. But I'd say most of our customers right now are couples. Yeah. Like adult couples. Yep. Both youngish and oldish. And anti-maskish. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so... So yeah, so as it stands right now, the only big release we have coming up isn't going to happen until, as of right now, the weekend before Thanksgiving. Yep. Which is huge, and it sucks. Yeah. I'm honestly hoping, and I don't know Which this is our slow time of year anyway, but usually we've had a busy summer to hold us over through you know, September, October, until until we get back into busy season again. Uh, no, you know, holidays. Yeah. We didn't have that busy summer to, to hold us through. No, we didn't. So now... Not only did of, we not have a busy summer, we had months and months of not being open. Yeah, so now we're just kind of hanging on for dear life, just waiting yeah. to see what happens. Um, so now it begs the question, though. Like I said, there's nothing really coming in October. We're still getting some smaller independent titles, which is great mm-hmm. for them. Uh, and hopefully they'll get some exposure. I know we've got a couple titles coming out this weekend that I wanted to check out. Uh, Last Shift with uh, mm-hmm. Richard Jenkins. I was reading about it, and I said, that sounds like it might be a good little drama to just sit and watch. Um, basically, he's a fry cook on, on like his last shift before he retires, and he always works the late shift, and he's working with a new guy, and I can't remember who's playing the new guy, but uh, it sounded like it'd be, at the very least, interesting, like just a you know, yeah. good character piece, I guess. Um, but yeah, so with November being basically wide open, October having nothing going on, really, it begs the question for me, does No Time to Die, the new James Bond movie, do they go ahead and take advantage of that and open a couple weeks early? It's scheduled to open overseas on November 12th. So that'll be its international release date, which... That usually happens anyway with the Bond films. They get an earlier release over there, and then like a week or two weeks later, comes here. Honestly, I, I'd like to see it go ahead and move up just to give us something to look forward to right. early November. We need something. Um, just to give us some content. Obviously, I have my own selfish reasons for wanting it yeah. as a fan. But since there's nothing else going on, why not go ahead and take the initiative and say, you know what? We're going to go day and day international release all the way around November 12th. Everybody gets it that day. And we'll have a longer run with it because we know there's nothing going on. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Be nice. It would be nice. So, because like that one, if, if things were back to normal, that movie would be on pace probably to have another billion dollar opening, or not billion dollar opening, but a billion dollar run like Skyfall did. 
Yeah. So, especially with being Daniel Craig's last film. Obviously, those numbers aren't as likely now, no. but you could still make a hefty chunk of change and still get out ahead of the competition and just enjoy basically being the only game in town. Yeah. So, I don't know. What do you think? I'd like to see move up, but again, that's just purely. We got nothing else coming out. Just give us stuff. ASAP. Yeah. yeah. So... I, I don't know. It's, I, I'm getting tired of having this conversation. Like, like I said last week, it feels like it's all we ever talk about. Um, you know, we'll go over at, to... What? At one point, we were down to only one retro night, and we've just had to start bringing retros back because yeah, we, we can't sustain half our theater being tenant forever because no. people have seen it. And yeah. with, you know, only smaller movies coming out you're not going to dedicate more than one or two theaters to it right so we end up with more and more retro titles yeah. and now getting into slow season they're shifting their focus to try to get seasonal retro titles to bring right. people back in yeah which i'm hoping works i just i honestly don't know i think it's going to be a while regardless. i do have to give disney credit they've opened their vault again and they're letting us do they're giving us some Halloween themed retro titles to, yep. to show in in October that right. I think will do well. Yeah. Uh, well, so, not Halloween themed, but that's that's another rant for another day. Oh, I'm I'm gonna make you open that one up, so it's about to be later. Uh yeah, so Disney for us, you might check your local listings if you're not in the Kansas City area. Uh check your local listings with your your local ch theater chain as long as they're open. Um, and see if maybe they're playing the we're getting hocus pocus. Mm -hmm. We're getting uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm -hmm. I just want to throw out, those are two movies I really just don't give two shits about. Um, I'll get, I will give Nightmare Before Christmas this. The music in it is really, really good. The movie itself, I, I think, is completely lacking. I really enjoy Nightmare Before Christmas. Now, oh, I'm yeah. not walking around with Jack Skellington on everything like some people are. But right, you're not, you're I enjoy not the a full-on emo kid. No. So. Not, not full-on. Yeah, so. No. You, just, you have emo-like tendencies, so... I was never a scene kid. Yeah, no, no. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so they're doing those two, and I know, like, I've told, I've told Crystal about us doing um, Hocus Pocus, and I'm sure she'll probably arrange, like, a little girl's night. Yeah, I know how much she loves that movie. Oh, yeah. Um, again, I'm not the biggest fan. Like, it's fine. It is what it is. I have other shit I'd rather watch at that time of year. Uh, but the one they are bringing back, which is what you were leading into, that it's not really a Halloween movie, but it fits the season, is Disney Pixar's Coco, uh, which is a movie you and I both just I adore Coco. It yeah. is such a good movie. Um, that movie came out right after uh, our friends Ryan and Laura passed mm -hmm. away. Um, and man, was the crying Ooh. after that movie cathartic. Yeah. Uh, I still have not watched it since losing mom. I need to. I just, yeah, it hasn't happened yet. So, so we're gonna grab a box of tissues, get a bottle of wine, and we're definitely gonna watch it again, right? Yep. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. No. So that's that's what we're getting from Disney with them. Uh, and of course, we're doing other retro no. titles like yeah. uh, the It <laughs> Chapter One and Chapter Two. I won't go into detail and a whole rant, but I will say. As much as I'm excited to get Coco back, it is not a Halloween movie. As a Mexican, I can tell you, it is not a, uh, a Halloween movie. Dia de Muertos is not 
Halloween. No. It has nothing to do with Halloween. No. Just but, because just because you see skulls all over the place does not mean it's Halloween. Yeah. Aesthetically, does it fit the aesthetics of Halloween? Yes. But it's not Halloween. Yeah. So, all right. Moving on from our, our movie theater woes, let's go on to your television woes. We found out last week, too, that uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier has been delayed to 2021. We're not shocked, nor should we. No, but... But it did start back into production. So they went back to filming. They're so sad. I would imagine it's probably going to be early 2021 when we finally get it. Yeah, because my understanding was when they wrapped, well, when they had to stop filming in Prague, that they were almost done. Yeah. I thought, and I could be totally wrong on this, but I thought they only had like a week or less of shooting left. Right. But I don't know. But I know they've resumed filming. I think they're filming in Atlanta now. Yeah. Yeah, because you sent me a TikTok video the other day of somebody shooting from their apartment. Some yeah, the someone street. was in their apartment and apparently they were shooting on the street in front of her apartment. So she was like, is this, is this a Marvel Like, I think that's Captain America down there. It like zooms in and it does look like the back of Anthony Mackie's head. Right. <laughs> like, they're filming. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that, the, the Loki theories went back into production this week as well uh, in Atlanta, which I know Marvel does a lot of their shooting down there. So, yeah. uh, so good things it's are It's just coming. interesting that well, Falcon and Winter Soldier, they, they were in Prague filming when they stopped production, and now they're filming in Atlanta. So right. are they trying to find places in Atlanta that fit close enough? Are they building, building sets and, you know? Yeah. On lots like what what are they i was gonna say they're they doing um, then, i feel like there there is a movie studio down there now uh, i know for sure tyler perry's is where he's actually got sound stages yeah um so they could be utilizing those and building sets to, to well resolve. walking dead does all their filming down there and they have stuff yeah. that's inside too so yeah i was gonna say i know i know atlanta's got a pretty large like production hub yeah. Oh, at yeah. this point um because not just those shows, there's a bunch of shows that shoot down there or um you know, there's uh, the, the folks that do Archer on FX, they actually do animation down there. So hmm. actually, the backgrounds are animated here in Kansas City, too. So I'm just making all kinds of connections today. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so those two shows won't be until next year, but they are back in production, which is great. Um, but Marvel shows that will be coming out this year so we got the Mandalorian trailer. Did we talk about that last week? I feel like we did. I don't remember. Uh, I don't. We were so excited about Baby Yoda just shutting the the little pod on himself to once he realized the shit was about to go down. But <laughs> and bye bye. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm out. Hit the note button. Um, he's he's messing with the wrist. I'm gone. Yeah. Uh, the WandaVision trailer mm-hmm. hit this week. Uh, I watched it. And I sent it to you. Honestly, like, it looks like it's going to be really trippy and good. Yeah. But definitely. damn, I think it's going to actually be kind of bleak. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Kind of the vibe I get. So, because um, obviously it's it's Scarlet Witch not being willing to cope with the loss of vision in a healthy way. Yeah. Um, to the point of forming her own realities that look like you know, sitcoms from throughout the years, like 
true. I'm going, okay, that is that is a really cool idea. Wow, this is this just feels like it's I feel like it's gonna be a heartbreaker by the end of it. Um sure. and not only that, we still know that it is going to tie into the Doctor Strange sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, so I'm I'm really intrigued with it. Uh, what what were your thoughts coming out of it? Same. About the same? About the same. Okay. Thanks for that insightful input. What do you want from me? That's all I got. Yeah, that's okay. So, um, speaking of Marvel stuff, so Spider-Man Far From Home came out last year. Mm-hmm. We enjoyed the shit out of it, especially the big surprise at the end where J.K. Simmons reappeared as a now bald J. Jonas Jameson <laughs> doing his best Alex Jones impression uh, and turning the Daily Bugle into a conspiracy theory website. Uh, yeah. He's actually opened up the door that he might be back for more and not just, yeah. Uh, he sounds willing. Apparently his biggest issue... Um, when when it came to shooting for those couple days, apparently they couldn't get a wig ready for him in time. So it's a question of, well, was he always bald or did he just go bald in the years between whenever, you know? Um, so yeah, but his, his focus was staying true to the J. Jonas Jameson character and while modernizing it. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of a better way than the way that they've done it. Um, I really hope that we find, uh, like, I don't know what Spider-Man 3 is going to entail, I hope J. Jonas Jameson's involved. I still want to see the the traditional Peter Parker interaction with him where he's trying to give him, sell him pictures of Spider-Man or whatever. Give me pictures of Spider-Man. Right. Give me video footage of Spider-Man. Uh, you know, but yeah, he is very open to that. And it, so- it sounds like it's probably going to happen. Um, yeah, I, I was all for it once I read that. So... I feel like if it was just going to be a one-off cameo, they wouldn't have gone so far as to get him specifically yeah. to do it. Right. They would have just gotten someone that vaguely looks like him. But the fact that they went and got J.K. Simmons to do it. Right. You got to have a bigger plan. You don't just go get J.K. Simmons and be like, yeah, you're going to be there for like two minutes, but whatever. Yeah. Oh, no. Like he, like, he was on set for a day. And like I said, they were like, we don't have a wig for him, so we can't make him look like regular J. Jonah Jameson, but it's fine. He can do the voice. He can do everything else. He'll just be bald. Uh, I kind of hope they lean into that and do something with, with the hairpiece or something along the way. I just think that'd be hilarious. But uh, yeah, it's nice to know that even though he's technically now part of two Marvel universes, he's back. So Because I, I can't picture anybody else playing that part. No. So... All right, so you ready for Dune Book Club? Yeah. Okay, so last week, last week we really brushed over it. Uh, so we've now read chapters one and two, um, mm-hmm. which I don't know about your copy because you're, you're doing the Kindle version. Are yeah. your chapters actually like marked off as chapters? No? Uh, they're not numbered. Okay. You can tell they're chapters because it... Right. There's like a quote at the top and then it starts like halfway down the page. Okay, that's what I wanted to be sure of because like that's that's the way my, my copy is. Uh, yeah, but there's no like, other than like the formatting and that quote. Mm-hmm. I can, nah. Yeah. Like that's what yeah. the start of a chapter looks like. Right, yeah. So. Like a quote, like a, a bit at the top and yeah, the, first, yeah, the like, first letter is like 
ornate and big. Bold and yeah. Um, and yeah, and those quotes, they basically look like they're from some kind of... Yeah, from Madib family commentaries by the Princess Arulan. Is that is what they are? Is, is what, well, that's what's on the start of the third yeah. chapter, because that's, that's the page I have up. Right. So, so let's jump back to chapter one, since like I said, we brushed over it real quick. What we found out is that uh, uh, Paul, that's the kid's name? Yes. Paul Atreides? Trides? We're, we're going to, if you're a big fan of this book, we are going to butcher pronunciation. <laughs> you're going to be so mad at us. With us. Um, anyway, I've, I've so, been pronouncing it a treatise in my head. I, I pronounced it a tridays. So just, you know, whatever. Uh, so we found out that uh, obviously Paul is the son of, of Duke Leto, who is, uh, and I am pronouncing it like the actor because I don't know of any other way to pronounce it. Um, who is going to be taking over Arrakis as like another piece of fiefdom. Um, so this is very much a, a science fantasy. So it, cause it very much has that, that feel of, okay, castles and, yeah. and all that, but with space. So space yeah. castles. Um, we, we found him going in for a test that his mother had to take because she's part of the, the Ben Gesserit. I'm guessing is how it's pronounced. Something like that. I have no idea what that is yet, other than that they are women who get put into positions of high power and have daughters. Yeah. So he is actually the like the first son in a while, if ever. Um, anyway, so he winds up having to take. Apparently, that. she was told to have a daughter. Yes, told to have a daughter. You know, that's how that works. But okay. Uh, apparently, in this world, it is so. Um, so yeah, so he winds up going in and having to do this test to find out if he's human, where he puts his hand in the box and has to keep it there regardless of the pain mm -hmm. while he's got a pin held to his neck that could kill him if he's pricked with it. Yeah, if he pulls his hand out, he's pricked with it and he dies. Yeah, so he, of course, he passes the test because we can't kill him off this early. Right. Um, but it is it is basically the the whole sequence that starts off the trailer for the movie. Um, so it's Timothy, Timothy Chalamet's uh, character. That Timothy Chalamet, son of a bitch. The boy. <laughs> the kid. The, the, boy. the boy. The boy. The boy. To John Mulaney. Hmm. So well, that was really chapter one. It kind of introduces us to that side. So chapter two introduces us to the Harkonnens. Um, and so you have the Baron, which I didn't, I don't remember his first name at this point, but it's basically working with they call him a mintat uh tiger mm -hmm. devries or peter devries i i not again i'm not sure how to pronounce some of these names because yeah. they're spelled I, differently but they look I like i've been saying peter just because it's close peter sounds better yeah um but he's, he's a, basically a, a, a i would compare it to an android he's a machine inside of a human body so right we'll just call him an android for the sake of simplicity well, yeah. so yeah. at least that's how I understand it. It could be okay. Different. So yeah. I had to that's go. That's how I understand it. Right. So I actually went and did some looking on that one because I thought, like, initially, I was going, "Is he an assassin or what the hell is he?" So I, the, I got the impression it was more of like a servant. Yeah, some kind. Of, he's some kind of something. So come to find out, so a mintat is basically it's a human who is now capable of doing like super complex computations in their head because computers are completely outlawed and banned in the Dune universe. 
is my understanding. Uh, and if you're listening to this and you're like, no, that's not right, please let us know because just don't be a dick about it because I will shut the door on your gatekeeping ass. Anyway, basically that's what he does, but he's dependent on a lot of spice, the drug that's prominent throughout this, this book uh, to do it. So uh, the Baron though is a large dude who's not described until the very end of the chapter, but is described as being very hefty, uh, almost grotesquely so. Um, which is interesting because as I was reading it, I was thinking that was actually the Dave Batista character in the movie. It's not. It's actually Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Interesting. So I had it read in two voices. <laughs> one, I'm trying to fix, picture Dave Batista being fat. It's not working. I digress. So, uh, yeah, so basically the Baron is trying, is plotting the demise of Duke Leto once he comes to Arrakis. And so- With his and his nephew. Yes. So basically this whole chapter kind of sets up the antagonist side of the story and kind of says, okay. this is what he's wanting. This is his goal, which is basically to achieve a higher position within the house. Yeah, it seems like he has nothing against the Duke. It's just this is his way of furthering his own house. Right. So that's as far as we've gotten. You know, if this was ancient Scotland, he'd be the Campbells. Ooh. Hmm. We might have to delve into that history on another episode, Tricia. So. Just say part of one of the oldest clans in scotland but it's it's not the most well liked yeah yeah i don't know that i trust you anymore i'm uh i'm like i know you're supposed to be a hufflepuff but shit sounds like campbell's might have actually been slytherins (laughs) hey hey, the one thing the campbell's are best known for is this like awful it's they killed a bunch of people yeah (laughs) but i would like to point out that my direct campbell uh, ancestor was in ireland when that went down we were gone so yeah now my branch yeah so out of these we took that land and ran (laughs) uh all right massacre that's the word i'm looking for the massacre the massacre at glencoe we killed a bunch of mcdonald's there you go. Look it up and then vilify her on Twitter all you can. Which I'd like to point out was retaliation, but that's beside the point. Just just vilify her anyway. <laughs> it's like it's like reading about the Hatfields and McCoys and deciding that one of them was evil and the other one wasn't. And you're like, no, they both kind of sucked. Yeah. I mean, so all these people like to be like, oh yeah, the Campbells slaughtered those poor McDonald's. It's like, dude, those two clans were warring for long before then. Don't act like one of them was innocent. Which is funny that you mentioned the Hatfields and McCoys because I am related to both. <laughs> okay, let's be honest. How many people are related to one and not the other? That's I mean, funny. that's that's fair. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, did you? It, it's only two chapters in. I'm already yeah. intrigued because I kind of want to know where this is going to go. I think I'm more intrigued to see how they do space travel because apparently Spice really factors into that as well from what I've read outside of this. What what were your takeaways from those first two chapters? Uh, I'm kind of struggling. Are you? I'm more of a visual person, so okay. if you have to sit there and describe things to me, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't want to. Like, I want to know what's happening. Right. I don't want to sit here and 
Like as much as I'm a visual person, I don't want to get bogged down by you describing things to me. But at the same time, if you pass over too much stuff and you just give me jargon without any sort of explanation, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I don't yeah. like it. So, okay. So, uh, so you you're play- just kind of tossed into this world and they start saying things and you kind of have to figure it out. Like I, I got to the end of chapter two and I went, this reminds me of when I was in Spanish four in high school and we had to get a Spanish book to read for free time. Right. And I was reading Holes in Spanish, which I shouldn't have gotten that high of a book, but that's my own fault. I just picked the book. (laughs) And it was one of those, I was like, I kind of sort of understand what's going on. (laughs) That's what I felt like. By the end of the chapter, I'm like, okay, I kind of get the gist of what's going on. Yeah. But I'm not enjoying this like I would. Like, I'm sure I'm going to love the movie. Well, yeah. Like, I I can tell that I can follow the plot well enough. I don't know that I'm going to enjoy reading the series. I don't know if I'm going to, I will push through and finish dune but i don't know if i'm going to continue the series but i i can tell enough already that when this i'm ready for this movie that i'm going to enjoy the hell out of this movie yeah Uh, it's just reading it is mm. so so let me ask you that okay so again we're doing two different versions i say versions formats for the book um you've got the kindle version Mm -hmm. i've got the the actual soft softback paperback whatever you want to call it yeah so I've actually got a physical copy. My copy actually has like an appendix at the back of it that I haven't started flipping through yet. Do you know if that's in yours or like, cause if there's something that can help us like a glossary or, you know, like things that might help us kind of understand what we're like terminology. I'm giving you a minute. Doo, 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 doo. Uh, okay. Yeah. I see a Appendix one, the ecology of Dune. Appendix two, the religion of Dune. Okay. Appendix three, report on the Bene Gesserit, something it cuts, it cuts off. And then appendix four, the almanac. Is that supposed to be almanac? It's spelled funny. Almanac and Ashraf. Okay. And then terminology of the Imperium. And then also cartographic notes and a map. But oh. it's like whenever there's appendix appendices, I'm like, okay, but how much of that can I read without a, before I start giving stuff away? Yeah. How much of them am I going to understand? Also, on a Kindle copy, do I got to constantly be bouncing back? Like, it's one thing in a book to just stick your finger on your page and flip to the back. Right. But on a Kindle copy. So do so as I'm reading it, do I need to make you, like, a copy of Cliff Notes or something and send that to you? I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, we're two chapters in. I'm intrigued. You're just kind of – you're intrigued, but you're struggling – um, I'm excited for the movie and the kind yeah. of. <laughs> would would it help? Not enjoying the book as much. Would it help if we just go back and watch the the David Lynch version instead of doing this? <laughs> no, that's cheating. <laughs> All right, we're gonna keep with it. Uh, like I said, I, I'll actually I'll thumb through like at the very least the terminology just because I feel like that would actually help uh, with some of the understanding of some of the stuff because yeah. uh, Frank Herbert he does a good job of just kind of world building, at least in these first yeah. chapters, but the explanations are, are lacking. And I agree with that. And I'm sure, I'm sure as the book goes forward. That's, this way, like if, if I do any sort of, I, I fantasy kind of sci-fi is, I lean more towards the ones that have a main character that's introduced to a world. Cause then you're learning along with them and you don't feel so lost. Sure. Like I know everyone's, everyone hates JK Rowling and I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm right there with them, but, like, that's that's the beauty of Harry Potter, is that right. you're not just thrown into this wizarding world. Yeah, you're having to you're learn. You're following Harry, who's, who's learning as he goes. Yeah. 
and actually started another book because I can't. Okay, if I, if you if you keep me with just doing, I'm gonna lose my mind. I I gotta have something yeah. else sprinkled in. That's fine. Especially That's since fine. we're pacing ourselves to talk about it. So right, I, right. So I I read my chapter of Dune before before the show, and then the rest of the week. <laughs> I read my own book. That's fair. That's fair. I'm sure. And that's another one where the main character is introduced to a, you know, like, you're kind of thrown into their world, which is simple. And then they are introduced to this kind of fantasy world. Like she's a human. So you're introduced to her version of a, you know, mortal realm, which is not really super different. Yeah. It's, it's more of like a old timey kind of thing. And then mm -hmm. she's introduced to this like fairy world. Right. So you're learning along with her. Yeah. Which is less frustrating, in my opinion. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So I I get it. So, um, I I prefer I prefer just being thrown into it and not giving a whole lot of information, though, than being basically don't over-explain over and don't under-explain. <laughs> Find the happy medium. Find the happy medium. Uh, but I don't, will tell you, I don't will... describe every single thing that comes across through the story. I don't care about don't the big just, trees. <laughs> but don't but don't just assume I understand every single thing you're throwing out there. Right. And I, I feel like that's the way this book is going to be, though. I feel like it is going to explain things as it goes along eventually. It's right now, we're just in those first couple chapters yeah. that kind of introduce everything. So I think it's just going to be, going to take some time. So, yeah. um, all right. Real quick. So we've been watching The Boys, mm -hmm. which is, honestly, it might be like my favorite of all the streaming service shows because of how fucked up it is. And how unrelenting it is at taking the piss out of superheroes. Uh, and, and you you and I, we're not going to talk about the, the show itself or get into the, yeah. the details of the episodes. But there was a bit of news that I wanted to throw your way. Okay. Uh, the Boys is probably getting an Amazon spinoff. Did your phone huh? just go Hufflepuff? It did. Okay, so that's that's my notification alert is the sorting hat yelling Hufflepuff. Yeah, so every episode of this show is something new of having us yelling out, "What the fuck?" Yeah. So the the, think about it. There is a lot of heroes in this story that we don't really know about, and where we just get names thrown at us. And there's obviously a lot of history, right? That we're not really introduced to. Yeah. I feel. Well, like I mean, I, I, get, I feel like there's a lot of potential spinoff material. So hold on. So it's kind of like the X Men universe. There's always another mutant somewhere that you could tell a story about. It's interesting that you mentioned that and like spinoffs and whatnot because this sounds like it's going to be like the boys first class. What it is? I'm going to read this off to you. So this is okay. from Cinema Blend. Uh, the developing spinoff is reportedly set at the only college in America that is exclusively for soups and is, of course, run by Vought International, according to Variety. The show would be R-rated and irreverent, so it would undoubtedly fit right in with the parent series. Mm -hmm. In fact, hormonal soups could be a whole new brand of wild as they deal with competitive urges while testing their own moral, physical, and sexual limits. The goal? Landing the best contracts in the best cities. So, so you mean the scenes that are the most uncomfortable for me to watch? Yes! <laughs> increase. I'm just, in my mind, I am picturing, like, Animal House, but with superheroes. Oh, Lord. 
I'm all in. Like, I, I've enjoyed this world enough, and as fucked up as it is, I have enjoyed it immensely. So, yes, if you want to give me a spinoff series, by all means. I honestly don't care what it is. But this, this honestly sounds like it could be fucking good. And right for just the same twisted kind of sense of humor that the, the main show has. Um, but yeah, Craig Rosenberg will serve as showrunner and executive producer of the spinoff. Eric Kripke, who is the showrunner on this and has been on Supernatural and, and Timeless, will also be involved, as are Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, because they're, they're all tied together on the main show as well. Which, if you watch enough Kripke shows, you get all sorts of uh, Easter eggs and, yeah. and uh, recurring actors. True. Did you catch Gordon? Sorry, I said we weren't going to get into details on, on this week's episode, or like any of the episodes, but did you catch Gordon Vizhnik's little cameo on this week's episode? No. He is the head of the Church of the Collective in the commercial with The Deep. I didn't even catch that. I didn't either. <laughs> I noticed um, uh, Rufus and Gia from Timeless. Yeah. Yes. But they've but, been in there a bit. Yeah. And of course, they already announced they're bringing Jensen Ackles in next season. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So there's that. I didn't catch that that was Gord Vishnick. I didn't either. Like, that just, it made my heart sing. I thought, I thought that was just hilarious. All right. So we're going to close out. So like I said, we've been trying to find little topics to kind of close out with that may or not be tied into movies or celebrities and whatnot. You and I had this conversation the other day, though. So, uh, and it actually does tie back to Dune. And the, did we talk about the DCEU this week? No, well, we talked about Marvel. But anyway, so we found, we, you and I both separately had found a story about Dave Batista and Dwayne yeah, oh, yeah. Johnson. It's like, so you do this to me every time. You're like, we had a conversation. I'm like, we have a lot of conversations. What I know, are you talking I, about? I try to file them away so that way I can remember them for later. You just never give me advance notice of which conversations we're talking about. I know, and it, this one was on the fly. So just sit back and, and relax. So we found this article that basically, it, it was clickbait, saying yeah. that, oh, Dave, uh, I, Dave You Batista. did not click on the article because I didn't want to give Facebook the satisfaction of knowing they recommended an article to me I was interested in. So I ignored it, hoping that I would come across it later. And I did because you found it. Yeah. And, and related to me. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to pull it up from, seriously? Like, no, even the New York Post says Dave Batista rips Dwayne Johnson's yeah. acting skills. Every I it, it's a very very clickbaity headline to make it look like there's beef between Dave Batista and The Rock and yeah. So we're gonna go with Screen Rants, whose headline is Dave Batista doesn't want to be compared to The Rock or John Cena, which is a little more accurate. Yeah. So the question came up as to who you know who's the better actor or whatever. Um, and Dave Batista, he's very confident in himself, and he says, uh, no, those guys are, they are basically movie stars. So the quote that came it through, uh, sorry, hold on, I'm trying to find the whole thing. Um, oh, yeah. So in talking about Dwayne, uh, The Rock, basically said he is straight up a movie star. He said he does he does what he does and he is great at it. Like he's not trying to take that away. But if you ask if he's a good actor, the answer is no. No. He plays the rock. He gets paid to play the rock. He is he is a marketing tool for these big movies. Yes. I'm not gonna dispute that. 
because nope. um, it's the truth. I, it is true. Uh, and not saying that The Rock isn't capable of playing like more like deep roles or actually, you know, acting or yeah. not being The Rock. Because he is. I've seen him do it. He did it in Faster. He did it in Gridiron Gang. Um, even uh, the, the Get Shorty sequel, Be Cool, um, you know, which is way back in his filmography. Um, you know, but anymore, if you're watching San Andreas, Jumanji, you were, well, I say Jumanji. Jumanji is a little bit of him acting, but it's him being yeah. The Rock acting. Yeah. But even still, the point is, if you're going to see a movie with The Rock, you're going to see it for the rock you're yeah. not seeing it to see him you know blow your socks off with his acting talent you're there to be entertained which is totally fine plenty of people over the years have made a career out of just being a movie star and not an actor same goes sure. for john cena john cena's kind of on the same same wavelength at this point so David, I, I threw jason momo out there yeah you said not, jason not to the same extent as the rock and john cena right. but still pe- people hire jason momo Momoa and Beast Momoa to yeah. bring in his fans. Yeah, and, and you could you could say that. And I say that as someone who loves Jason Momoa. Right. Uh, I know how much you despise Tom Cruise. That dude can act, but he is a straight-up movie star. Like, you're going to go see a Mission Impossible movie because you want to see what stupid shit he does next for our, for our entertainment and his ego. Yeah. But... The point stands when you're watching a Tom Cruise movie, even when he is acting, you're going, Well, that's Tom Cruise. And to a lesser extent, I would even say the same about Tom Hanks, but Tom Hanks does have the talent. He can disappear yeah. into a role. We're just so familiar with him that he is still Tom Hanks. I mean, so, he's Forrest Gump and Mr. Rogers. Come on. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> and Walt Disney. And Walt Disney. Um, yeah. And he is excellent as all those, uh, his, his is kind of that, that good hybrid of, oh yeah, Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington's another one. Yeah. I go see a movie because Denzel Washington's in it and I leave because Denzel Washington put on a hell of a performance. So, yeah. uh, you, you recognize their star power, but at the same time they do. Right. Di- you know, like you said, disappear into the role. You, you see them as their role, not as yeah. who they are. Yeah, and there and like I said, there's plenty of plenty of actors that are like that. Ryan Gosling's another one. Mm-hmm. Um, I would even say Russell Crowe. Like they have, they have Tom, that. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy can disappear into a role. Um, he really Tom, does, like straight up disappear to the role, like right. literally. Yeah. So no, you go to see because their their names on the marquee, but they have mm-hmm. the talent. Whereas The Rock or or John Cena, you go, oh, they're on the marquee. I'm just gonna go see it because of them, and that's yeah. who. Oh, well, that should be a fun movie. Let's go watch that. Yeah. So uh, Dave Batista doesn't want that though. And, 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 yeah. and again, he said, there's nothing against them for that. He goes all power to them because yeah, yeah. that's what they're that's good at. That's one career path and that's not the career path he wants. He wants a different one. So yeah. So Dave Batista straight up said, "Those." this is a quote from him. Those guys are wrestlers who became movie stars. I'm something else. I was a wrestler. Now I'm an actor. Uh, and, you know, Batista kind of started in the same place as Cena and The Rock did doing, uh, hi, buddy, doing, like, lesser, like, direct-to-video action movies or whatever and said, I don't want to keep doing this. I, if I'm going to be in a movie, I want to be in a movie. And that's how he wound up getting the audition to be Drax yeah. in Guardians of the Galaxy, which he steals the show in every time I watch those movies. I, I will it. Dave, Dave Batista is not a household name. No. When he section acting it's not like people are like oh here's john cena here's the rock everyone loves them like i have never followed wrestling i do not watch wrestling right. never did 
but I knew, I always knew who John Cena and The Rock were. Right. Who doesn't? Everybody yeah. knows them. Yeah, no. But when Dave Bautista was cast in Guardians of the Galaxy, I wasn't like, oh, the wrestler. I was just like, I don't know who this dude is. Okay, cool. Let's go. Yeah, you like, said I had no idea who he was. It wasn't until later people were like, oh, yeah, he wrestled. I'm like, oh, he did? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And he was he was good. Like, he, I think he, like, recently, like, full-on retired here in the last couple of years. Um, the dude's got the physique. So, I mean, yeah, why why wouldn't you well, Yeah, that? See, you can look at him when people are like, yeah, he wrestled. I'm like, okay, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Got it. But so far, his career is so varied. Like mm-hmm. I said, the Guardians of the yeah. Galaxies, Galaxy movies were were great, and he he is a big part of that. Like, don't get me wrong, Chris Pratt's hilarious in those movies. Uh, Bradley Cooper is Rocket, and even Groot. Like, the, those three are probably what everybody thinks of immediately. But mm-hmm. Drax is just a funny-ass character and the way he interacts with everything. And yeah. it's because Dave Bautista plays it so deadpan. So, like, I went, okay, so Dave Bautista, the wrestler Dave Bautista's in this? Then the next thing I see him in, he's a fucking Bond henchman. And a good one. Not in the greatest Bond movie, but he's a good henchman, and I really wish we would have gotten to see more of him. Uh, You know? Uh, So, yeah, so he was asked, he said, uh, so though Batista acknowledges that box office giant Johnson has something special, he also made it plain he's not impressed with Johnson's great acting ability, saying, would I consider him a great actor? Fuck no. And that's fair. Like, and I will give, I follow him on, on Twitter. I follow both of them on Twitter. Dave Batista will not bullshit you. Like, yeah. he just won't. He will tell you exactly what he's thinking, and I'm cool with that. And none of this is said with disrespect. No. So, but here's what he said when it came to, like, being part of big action movies uh he said i want good roles i don't care about fast and furious or bumblebee that's not the kind of stardom i want i want to be in dune i want to work with denny villeneuve i want to work with sam mendes and jodie foster i want to work with academy award winners i'm proud to be a character actor i want that respect and credibility and education yeah so the rock is doing doing everything for his career or like you know, doing what he wants to do, and that's cool. Yeah. And but he's doing like the big stuff. Yeah. Dave Batista wants to be. Wants, he wants to be, be like respected an actor. actor. Yeah, he wants to, and that's what he, he's doing. He wants he he's in it for the art. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's not to say that he's not going to take some some big commercial piece. Yeah. Like he did Stuber last year, which honestly I thought was one of the more underrated comedies of last year. Did it actually come out? Do what? Did that ever actually come out? Uber? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It, it kept was... getting delayed. I lost track, to be honest. Yeah, no, it, it came out last summer. I wound up watching it with, with Humphrey, and it was, like, it was actually pretty funny. Like, oh, no, I'm thinking of the other one where he's, uh, where he's the spy. My spy. That's what I'm thinking Oh, of. my spy. That went to yeah. Amazon, and, and I haven't watched that yet, but he's... That's, that's what I was thinking of now, Stuber. Yeah. yeah, I remember now Stuber came out. Which, uh, my spy even got good reviews, so, you know... So the question I guess I'm asking is, is when we think of The Rock or Dave Bautista, you know, who are, whose movie are we more likely to go see at this point? Who's the better actor? If you ask me on both questions, I'll tell you, I am more likely, more than likely, I'm going to watch The Rock's movies just because they're out there, they're big, they're, yeah. they're going to draw a crowd. It's going to be see... the one everyone's talking about that you're going to have to listen to exactly. people talk about. Exactly. I honestly would have had no interest in Skyscraper or Rampage, but The Rock was in them. 
Yeah. So yeah. So I'll you can draw me to that. I'll watch it. But when I go to see a movie and I'm like, oh fuck, Dave Batista's in this? Like, reportedly had one. I, I haven't seen it yet. The Blade Runner 2049 apparently has like one of the best one scene moments for an actor in any movie. Like, if you tell me Dave Batista's in it, I'm going, okay. Well, tell me more. Like, I'm interested. Like, I want to know. Like, who's he playing? Yeah, I'd probably be more likely to go see a movie with The Rock, but if you ask me who the better actor is, it's going to be Dave Batista. Dave Batista, exactly. So I'm going to leave it up to our listeners. Who's the better actor? Like who? Like it's just straight up. Who's the better actor? Are you are you going to watch more The Rock or are you going to watch more Dave Batista? Uh, I'm going to leave John Cena out of this because while he's done some good comedy stuff, he has yet to impress me in anything. Um, mostly because I can't see him. So, but I'm, anyway. Yeah, I know. You can you can just hit me later. So, all right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, yeah, let's see what we can come up with for next week. Hopefully, we will. Hopefully, we won't be getting COVID tested again. <laughs> Please no, I don't want to do it I know, again. I, no, if I go again, I'm going alone so that you guys can't make fun of me. I can't help it. I have sensitive nostrils. Anyway. Uh, thank you guys to everybody that that's been listening, following us on Twitter. We finally cracked 300. Uh, make sure you follow us at drunk underscore theater on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook at my drunk movie theater. We just really just post new episodes on there. Uh, if you go over to podchaser.com slash MDMT or on Apple, you can leave us a review there. Uh, feel free to hit us up and interact with us. You can also email us at my drunk movie theater at gmail.com for all of us here at my drunk movie theater. I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. And be nice to your damn movie staff.